Lara Croft in a field. Croft in a field. Marcus Phoenix in a kitchen. Marcus Phoenix in a kitchen. Candleman in the dungeon. Candleman in the dungeon. Barbie taken over from Master Barbie Chief. Barbie taken over from Master Chief. They be swapping games. 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 What's up, everybody? Hope you're in the mood for more game swap because X and Elroy are here and ready to veer these characters into each other's games again. What once was a casual platformer is now a hardcore shoot 'em up. Former tower defense generals find themselves solving puzzles, and characters who made a living being tyrannical dictators are now stuck in Monster High with the other ghouls. Anything witty before we get right into it, Elroy? <laughs> nah, man, I think you uh, pretty much nailed it in talking about the tyrannical dictators mix-up, but I would prefer if you stop stalling so I can get with my list. Hey, 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 speaking of <laughs> communism, they say dark humor is like food. Not everybody gets it. <laughs> Fantastic. So, well, uh, would you like to know what I'm uh, going to be swapping today? Enlighten us. Well, I will be swapping no other than Twin Robots Ultimate Edition and Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. Yeah. Now, yeah. I see the similarities. Right, right. So you being an English teacher, I, I have to mention that Twin Robots utilize the colon separator while... Brothers opted with the dash. Fascinating, right? So it's like twin robots, colon, ultimate edition. And then you have brothers, dash, a tale of two sons. So it got me thinking, well, what's the difference between a colon and a dash? Educational portion. Education. Well, (laughs) well, it's pretty subtle. They they can uh, both serve to introduce a related element after the sentence, but a dash is a stronger and more informal mark than a colon. So think of a colon as part of the sentence that just ambles along, and a dash interrupts the flow of the sentence and tells the reader to get ready for some important or dramatic statement. Yeah, so ultimate ultimate edition, boring. Tell of two brothers or two sons, sexy. <laughs> All right, glad we covered that. All right, now, I'm glad you informed us about sexy colons. <laughs> Dashes. Dashes are sexy. Oh, I got it backwards. Duh. Sexy dashes. (laughs) Yeah, sexy dashes. So, non... I call the first one. This is the brothers in a twin robot world. So, we're going to take the protagonists of the brothers, and they're going to be teleported or or transported by van. I'm not really sure. (laughs) But we're going to be taking them over to the twin robot world, uh, the very antiseptic uh, industrial world that they live in. Now, in case you are uh, not familiar with the game, it is one where one of the there's two protagonists in the in the robot game, and one of them's behind some weird contraption that is going to crush you. So you have X amount of time to not you, but you have a certain <laughs> amount of time to uh, go find a button, you push it, and that opens the door, and you and the other one escapes before they get crushed to death. It sounds more stressful than it is because, honestly, you're never going to run out of time because, well, I mean, I guess you could if you, well, you have to because, like, you have to wait. There's an achievement related to it, but they give you more than enough time, so it's not really an issue, but that is the mechanic that they utilize. So, here we go. So, the achievements of the game, uh, the Twin Robots game, is 
mostly related to level completion. Well, there's a wide variety of them. There's some of them that are related to level completion, so you have to beat like stage one, three, five, and then you have to beat stage two, four, six. Uh, I don't know why it's evens and odds, and then there's a couple other ones. But there's a couple for speed runs, so you have to beat a certain stage under a certain amount of time. And there's some random stuff like kicking a soccer ball, and I like that. And also getting a new paint job, uh, just weird crap like that, scattered about. And then there's a couple of energy-specific achievements, where uh, that's the other mechanic is, is that you only have so much energy, and then uh, as you move about, you lose your energy. If you jump like a bunch of times, you lose energy. Well, you jump, you lose energy each time you jump, and then... Once you hit the button, a bunch of batteries appear, and you can grab all the batteries and refuel yourself. But if you have one uh, robot that's running out of energy, they can swap energy, things like that. So that's kind of the game overview. That was, that was pretty good, actually. Yeah, okay. Now, the brothers. Let's talk about them. What are their skill set? What, what do they bring to the table? So the first thing is, is that... They're really good at like physical challenges. They're very fit brothers. I, I, I respect that. They they can run a lot. They're climbing like constantly. And like they're just like going to cliff uh crawling. I mean they they just they're all over those cliffs. And the older one, he's he's pretty pretty stout. He can uh, carry the younger one, uh, especially when they're swimming. Uh the younger one can't swim, but the older one's got him. He just kind of jumps on his back and they go swimming. And then uh, the older one also can carry a sheet and also can hold a big-ass vine. Uh, there's, like, a big section where you're, you're like, uh, holding this big-ass vine. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. It's big-ass. It's, it's a vine. big-ass vine. What else <laughs> do you need to know? It's a big-ass vine. And so it, uh, it's got to weigh at least 100 pounds. I, I'm thinking a little bit more. That's a very conservative estimate. At least 100-pound big-ass vine. And the little brother's hanging onto the big ass vine. So you, you can imagine that that's quite the, uh, the exercise there or quite the lift. So very physical. That's hashtag a very games. good skill set. Yeah. Oh yes. He's got the hashtag gains for sure. After carrying the big ass vine with the brother on it. So <laughs> they're also creative puzzle solvers. The puzzles aren't overly hard, but uh, you know, they, they kind of, they they handle them fine. Uh, there, there's uh, more puzzles involved in the brothers' game, and they're creative in solving them. Uh, they're vocal. The young one can distract uh, with a voice, so he like yells. That comes in handy later when you're defeating an enemy. He yells and distracts and stuff. So they they have a good voice. Uh, they have great teamwork. They work together very well. Uh, they, for example, they put a rope between them and they tether, and then they kind of swing. When the one holds onto the rock, the other one swings, and then the other one holds onto the rock, and then the other one swings. Kind of a thing. Uh, they're likable. They relate well to others. Uh, they get a lot of help along the way. Pretty much everyone they run into likes them and and wants to help them or allows them to uh, proceed without any kind of. Uh, without getting in, getting in the way or way or something like that, so they're a very relatable and likable uh, group of brothers. Uh, they're adept livestock riders, so very <laughs> very good on a goat. Yeah, so that's a that's a very niche uh, skill set. Uh, they can ride goats, so uh, they can go up mountains because they can hold on to the goats and jump up the mountains. Uh, they also can handle the cold very well. They're very underdressed for where they were headed, and they end up like in freaking Siberia or something where there's like oh, like orca looking things jumping around and there's ice glaciers stuff like that uh <laughs> so they handled the, the cold very well 
Uh, and also, they're very loyal. The younger one uh, is haunted by visions of his dead mom that drowned, which was, spoiler alert, kind of his fault. And, I mean, all he had to do was pull her in the boat. I mean, really? Like, he just slipped, the hand slipped out of his hand? Come on. Ah, that's and, the gameplay mechanic, though. That's why he's afraid of water. Yeah, but he should have just pulled the mom into the boat. I'm just saying. <laughs> and the quest itself is to save the dad who becomes sickly. And, and so... It, a lot of emotion drives this game in the sense that they're uh, they're on a quest to save the dad, and so they're they're motivated by uh, loyalty to their family and such and so forth. So that being said, let's look at the obstacles. So the obstacles they're going to face is the twin robots galaxy thing. Majigi is not to be confused with uh, uh, twin galaxies because that's. Uh, you know where I hold my world record and mule. <laughs> Just saying. Of now the, <laughs> but the obstacles they're going to face are mostly uh, platforms. There's a lot of jumping. Uh, they the environment is basically just a bunch of platforms that they have to jump from one to the other to proceed through the level. There's really nothing that's going to impede them. And guess what? These little squirts they can do all that. They they're good at jumping. They're better at jumping than the freaking robots are. <laughs> so, the biggest question. So. As far as the stages are concerned, they're not going to have any problems. But there's only one question mark, and that is on the little brother, which basically only furthers my view that kids ruin everything. But the little brother, he's the big question mark. So the first one is the buttons on the floor. So we're going to assume that the big brother is able to depress him. I mean, he's got some gains. He, you know, he's a bigger boy. And, uh, yeah, he, he shouldn't have any problem. But what if the little brother can't? That that could be a problem. So uh, maybe the little brother can jump up and down on him until they depress. Uh, we're not sure because the, the the buttons they release the uh, the other person from the smash room, and so um, yeah, if he can't uh, depress the button, then you end up with a smash brother. That's that's not good for anybody. That's not going to help uh, finish the stages. That's so you'd really only gruesome too. <laughs> yeah, yep. Which reminds us, uh, if he's all mashed, uh, you might want to try some mashed cauliflower taters this uh, Thanksgiving. If you're, uh, I'm not sure exactly when uh, uh, this is going to release, but uh, it's always a good time for some mashed uh, you cauliflower taters. You just took a crushed human being and compared that to mashed cauliflower. I, you just can't talk about mashed cauliflower taters enough. I'm just oh. saying. Okay, so anyhow, so these buttons. The, the robots, they depress them instantly when they walked onto them. So I don't think a whole lot of weight is needed. These robots aren't really big. They're, they're kind of gangly. And so I think that the buttons are pretty sensitive. So I think that they should be able to you know, navigate the buttons without any problems. So stage, stage achievements would be easy uh, from these two things alone, that they can jump, they can push buttons. Uh, and so... That's pretty much the whole game until you get to the other problem, which is the little brother is smaller and may not be able to survive larger falls. Now, I don't remember any falls in particular where you couldn't platform your way down, but there might be. I'd have to go back and take another look. But most notably, the uh, game is going to be a problem if the little brother is unable to slide a box. So you got to slide boxes. It's an easy little glide for the robots. I don't know if there's grease on those boxes, but those robots, they just push those boxes like they're nothing. <laughs> so I don't know what the weight differential of those boxes are uh, or if the robots are super powerful somehow. But when you're speed running uh, level 22 in under 4 minutes and 44 seconds, you're not going to get there 
um, unless you can slide some boxes. And that's for the two and two makes 22 Chivo worth 50 gamer score. I'm just curious. So that might be problematic. You're not going to get that one, as well as the in fashion Chivo worth 80 gamer score for finding the painting zone in level 20, because you're just not going to get to those stages if you can't slide some boxes, because you have to use that mechanic at some point to to press some buttons to open some doors, things like that. It also would void the King Robot achievement worth 130 gamer score for getting all the other achievements. Now, sorry to interrupt. If anybody no? listening is like, oh, this game sounds very confusing, it's it's not. <laughs> it's very <laughs> yeah. easy. Just the way Elroy's saying it is totally accurate, but it, he's making it sound way more complicated than it is. It is. It, you're absolutely correct. That it is not a hard completion at any way, in any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. It's a rather like a game, if I recall correctly. Or I think that's right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think that's right. So, the only other obstacles opening the door. So to finish any stage, you got to open this door. Now in the game, the robots they just hook right on into it, and they upload energy into it. And then they the door opens and they can advance to the next stage. Now the brothers, I I don't know they I don't know if they're going to have any way to hook into that door and give it energy. So they're definitely going to need some kind of adapter to get the battery juice. Uh, there's going to be plenty of batteries laying around, so they can just like put all these batteries into their pockets, and they're going to need some kind of adapter to get that juice into the door. So we're just going to have to assume that they're able to come up with some kind of adapter or, or just, I don't know, somehow get that juice into the door. They could use that giant, big-ass vine. <laughs> just whip the door with it. Now, <laughs> <laughs> but here's the verdict. So the brothers... Or the bros, if you if you prefer, they would fare very well in this game. They can literally do everything that the robots can physically do, but they can do it better. So they could easily get all the achievements for early early level progression, jumping X number of times, again, just a certain amount of number of times. Now you executing <laughs> ten consecutive wall jumps, kicking a soccer ball, and just about anything else that you ask them to do. Further, the bros would get all the energy related achievements. For example. The there's one for not having to swap energy with the other person, like between robots. That would be a cinch. So I, I, they're not going to be swapping energy unless they stumble upon like a hidden item, which is a cooler full of some Red Bulls, and maybe they like you know maybe there's well there's more than one Red Bull. I don't know why they'd be sharing energy, but anyhow, I think at the bare minimum you're going to get at least 750 off this score off this game, 750 gamer score. Now if the little brother can prove that he's capable which I think he has, given his prowess on the on the cliffs, then I'm going to say you could actually get the full completion here. The bros, 1,000 taters, assuming, this is one last assumption, assuming that they remember to unlatch the rope that, tether that they have before the game starts, because if one brother is in the cage with the rope still on him and then you can't get away, that would just be a, a gruesome way to start the game because you, you couldn't get away and all that. Yeah. yeah. That'd be sad. Yeah. Mashed. Mashed. Cauliflower. Potatoes. <laughs> there you go. Well, well like? um, I feel like the brothers in the robot world would be trivial. I don't think there'd be much of a challenge there. No, so, there you go. So I'd probably play that for this GTAS tourney thingy. Uh, yeah. But the robots trying to explore the brothers' world, that could be interesting. Oh, well, I have I have uh, some information on that as well. Do tell. 
Well, I call this one, this is Robots in a Brother's World, Brobos. <laughs> a, tell, <laughs> a tell of two pieces of machinery off the same assembly line. That, Isn't that touching? Yeah, that it speaks right to the heartstrings. <laughs> so, achievements overview of the Brothers World is they're all pretty much missable. Like you're, you're not going to remember to do like if you just play through the game. I think you probably could beat the game without getting a single achievement. Yeah, I, so, I think they you have to go out of your way for literally all of them. Yeah, yeah, it's it. You might stumble upon one or here and you'll be like, "Oh, I just might do this," but chances are you're not. So definitely use a guide. So most of the achievements are missable ones for helping or affecting others. For example, you have make a professor dance. You have help some birds, uh, help some sheep, help some toitles. Uh, helps Yeah. You like toitles? Toitles. Yeah. And you help some suicidal dude not, not kill himself. So there's a lot of helping involved. You're, you're, like I said, y'all, the brothers are real likable people and they help out. And yeah, they're, they're good guys. So it's uh, the achievements, the secret missable achievement thingies, they're spread out somewhat evenly through the game. So. In order to get some gamer score, you basically have to advance to the later stages in order to access them. So no no stage progression, no Chivos. So, skill set. What can these robots bring to the table? Well, they can jump well. Yeah, that's that's basically yep. all that they do. <laughs> they they can jump. Yeah. So kudos on jumping. So other than that, they they run well on battery power. So they do run out of power, but not as fast as your average iPhone. But they, <laughs> but they do slowly lose their power. Uh, they can swap energy. I guess that's helpful. And yeah, that's that's about all they do. I mean, they're yeah, that's that's about it. They're so, pretty cute though. Yeah, they they look happy. I guess. <laughs> so the achievements. Let's look. Let's look at the achievements. So obstacles to get the achievements. That's not the problem. That's not the obstacle here. The achievements aren't the obstacle. Navigating the stages are going to be the problem. There's just red flags everywhere. I mean, they're just all over the place. <laughs> I mean, you can't get more red flags in one place than this. So let's just look at a couple of them. Number one, water. There's water everywhere early on. So there's, I, I don't think there's enough rice in this universe to counter... <laughs> the effects that this is going to wreck on these robots. I mean, these robo robos are, I assume, they're not waterproof. I don't know. They look kind of like they got a lot of holes in them. Uh, their arms that, like are got the like corrugated look on them. I mean, their, their mouths, uh, I don't know. It looks like they're just going to eat up that water, and that can't be a good thing for those robots. So, um, And then, I mean, throughout the game, in order to progress, one robot basically would be boned because – when the little weird cliff arm throws throws you off the cliff into the water and you know you almost die and all that good stuff one robot he ain't get recovering from that because he's going to sink a lot faster than the brother did and and the other robot's not going to have a chance to save him so i assume the game would be over there but water's everywhere you have to navigate it because you have to in the game other game you have to strap on the back and navigate it and all that good stuff so i don't think that's going to happen here i think that they're going to eat up that water and it's going to be over early but let's assume it's not. Let's continue. Number two, emotion. So it's at the heart of the story. So uh, you have dead mother. You have sick dad. You got sob stories all over the place uh, with the troll and all that good stuff. Oh, I forgot uh, about the troll. 
Yeah, yeah. The troll is sad, and you help him out, and all, and he helps you out later. And so, this the the gist of it is: robot doesn't understand loss. Robot doesn't understand sick human. Robot doesn't understand sad troll. Does uh, not compute. Yeah. So, I don't think that these robots are really going to relate to others. So. I don't think the troll is going to really trust some plain face robot just sit, sitting there smiling at him while he's while he's crying. Um, it's yeah, I don't think that they're going to be as relatable to all their environment. So that's going to be a definite red flag. Number three, <laughs> grip. So the robots they don't have opposable thumbs. Uh, that could be problematic for rock climbing. Uh, they, I don't know, they. I just don't see them being able to climb like these brothers could because uh, they have like claws for hands. Now the claws would be pretty good. There's nothing that really tells us that the claws can like contract and, and, and all that. But even then I, I just don't see it. it the grip's going to be an issue. They're going to slide right off those cliffs to their deaths and it's just not going to happen. Other thing is they might not even be able to hold on to those goats. Um, <laughs> I mean, that goat sequence is pretty good, but I don't know. They might be able to, but that introduces number four, metal. They're made out of metal. Those goats aren't going to want this metal slamming into them every time they jump. I mean, if you ever had, like, if you ever go backpacking and you got this something jabbing you in the back, like a piece of metal, and you're like, what the? You know, it's just, it's not pleasant. And so the brothers, you know, they're made out of not metal. And so they- <laughs> Not metal. Uh, <laughs> Well, also known as you know, Flesh? mashed cauliflower. Ah. And so, <laughs> so I mean, that bumps into a goat. They may not mind it so much now. Yeah. And so, lastly, five, battery life. Now, ultimately, this is going to be the biggest problem. So, even if you're somehow able to overcome the water, the motion, the grip, the metal, I mean, everything, you're, <laughs> you're going to run out of, uh, of, of juice. So... Uh, the it's just it's not going to happen. I mean, you're there's no batteries in this in, in this world. There's, you're not going to be able to go run over to Walgreens and get a battery. Uh, it is there are no batteries anywhere. It's pretty pretty uh, low population on this universe. They don't sell batteries. There's not batteries laying around. And at some point, you're going to get to that cold level. And as we all know, cold weather drains phone batteries. And so. Just imagine what kind of havoc it's going to wreak to these robots. I mean, they're not going to be able to handle the cold. I mean, even if they got there, I don't even think they're going to get there because they're going to be jumping everywhere. So they're every time they do something, it takes energy. So imagine trying to climb a, a rock climb with freaking, I mean, they're going to be losing juice everywhere. So sure, they can swap energy all they want, but at one point, one of them is at least going down, and then the other one's not going to be far behind. So they can speed run on their game. But not like this. I mean, this is going to really challenge them. So it's that simple. No chargers, no power, no Chivos. So here's your verdict. The robots, they're at long odds here. Nothing in this world is very conducive to their success. The whole premise of the game would be lost on the robots because they would never go on an emotional quest. So barring some Super Mario-esque stage-skipping whistle thingy, <laughs> they're not going to have enough battery life to make it a significant dent in this game, especially since every time they do anything, they lose juice. So one cliff alone, wipe them out. Thus, I think it, your best bet, best case scenario, everything aligns. The max you're going to get is 250 points here. 
you should be able to net the take a break Chivo worth 50 gamer score for basically stopping at some flowers very early in the game. I can't remember if you have to swim at that point, but even if you do, you might resume normal function long enough to make it to the flowers. Uh, so minimum 50 gamer score. But after that, the next and last uh, points you might, you might, I don't know, you might get is in the village for chunking a ball into the well. Uh, I don't remember exactly if that long swimming sequence is before that or not. So you may just be stuck at 50, but if it's after, you could probably at least get to 100. It is theoretically possible that you could get the, the next uh, achievements with the sheep and the bunnies worth an extra 150 respectively, but that is quite the long shot in this case. But you would definitely want to avoid the mean dog because, trust me, I have seen a dog tear apart some metal. So robots, <laughs> play it safe and don't try to save energy by going straight through that part. In any case, I would say you would definitely want to 0111000000011000011000011 on this mashup. Hey, did you know that there are 10 kinds of people in this world? Those who understand binary and those who do not. <laughs> Fantastic. So I think my uh, original assumption was correct. Brothers in robot world would be yeah. decent enough, but yeah, I don't think I would want to play Brobots, a tale of two. What did you call it? <laughs> Brobos. Yeah, you got Brobos, a tale. Uh, let, me, let me go back up. A tale of two pieces of machinery <laughs> off the same assembly line. That's right. So heartwarming. Yeah. All right. For my two, I'm yep. taking a very different approach. Uh, you took two games with... Uh, <laughs> actually, I just realized I'm not taking a different approach. Um, <laughs> you took two games with two protagonists each, and I'm taking two games with one protagonist each. I was what? Trying, That's I was insane! I trying to spin That's that in a different way, and I couldn't... <laughs> That's crazy! <laughs> oh. All right. For my two this week, I will be flipping Rise, Son of Rome, and DMC Devil May Cry. Uh, one game features hand-to-hand -hand combat with brutal executions, and the other is the exact same thing, but with style, flair, <laughs> and the addition of guns. Hmm. Quick sidebar, feel free to judge me. I actually, I don't really care for the traditional Devil May Cry games, but I picked up DMC for, I think, like $3 on sale, and I had a blast with that. So, I'm happy fans are finally getting their traditional Devil May Cry 5, but I am holding out hope for DMC 2. Anyway... I've never played a single minute of any Devil May Cry game. They're they're fun. I don't know. They're fast-paced. You, you get to kill demons. Easy, easy there. Hold on, easy. hold on. You get to kill demons, which is definitely fun. No, man. No one likes demons. So for the first game, I'm going to call it Rise, Son of the Devil, which sounds completely kick-ass, and I would totally play that based on the name alone. <laughs> So, right have you played Rise, then? I have. I actually played that one. All right. So, the achievements, they're a pretty mixed bag. You got a bunch of them just for completing the levels. Um, you know, several for our favorite thing ever, completely pointless collectibles. A handful for killing enemies a certain way. There's some for accomplishing various tasks in the multiplayer Coliseum mode. But I'm only focusing on the single player. So, it's a pretty standard list for an action game. Yeah, the uh, there's a pretty decent walkthrough i guess for it i started it and when i started it, i had all intention of getting all the collectibles and i wasn't enjoying the game in any way shape or form and then i started looking at the achievements you get for the collectibles and i'm like so you mean i gotta pick up like a 
50 of these things and I get 10 points or you mean I got to find all a hundred and something of these and it's only like 20 points. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. So then I just played through the game straight up and I enjoyed it a lot more when you weren't worrying about collectibles. So I actually, collectibles in that game. Yeah. I didn't go to hell. I did the exact same thing. I think I got the, all the collect half the collectibles and I'm like, I don't care about getting the rest. Yeah, They, they can go to hell and say hi to the son of the devil while they're there. <laughs> so you figure Marius, the main character arrives. He's a Roman soldier. So, He's perfectly capable of accomplishing these tasks, um, but Dante, he's a demon-slaughtering badass, so none of them would be a challenge for him either. So that makes that pretty easy. Uh, <laughs> since Dante is stepping in for Marius, let's take a minute to review his skill set, though. So, Elroy, can you help me out here, though? I know I'm the English teacher here, but do you know a word for wrecks demons all the time in the most extremely hardcore way possible and does so with a smirk? Mashed? Sure, Dante is <laughs> is mashed because that uh, he's just Call an flirtation. overall demon ass kicking badassness person. Hmm. So, what are the obstacles in the world of ancient Rome? Um, how would Dante's skills work? The only obstacles Marius faces are dudes with shields who all wear the exact same uniform, which is weird and lazy devs, uh, and weirdly tall barbarians who smash him with clubs. And those would pose literally zero threat for Dante. In a matter of seconds, he could destroy every single enemy who sought to eliminate him and would probably yawn while doing it because that's boring. Demons? Demons are fun to kill. Barbarians with clubs? Boring. Rise is already a pretty quick completion with Marius, maybe six hours just to run through the story. Uh, it's been a while since I played, but I really don't think it was longer than six, maybe seven hours. With Dante taking over, though, 45 minutes, you think? Most of that loading screens? He has guns. Bam! Rome saved. Game over. Done. So, would I play Rise, Son of the Devil? Based on name alone, I absolutely would. Um, I did enjoy Rise. You said you did, too. It wasn't the best game ever, but... It was kind of just mindless entertainment, and that's that's fun every once in a while. <laughs> I'm saying fun a lot here. Um, you really are, man. You're out of control. <laughs> so I feel like Rise, Son of the Devil would basically be more mindless entertainment. Um, and it'd probably be pretty easy point, so I don't know. I'd play it just for the hell of it. <laughs> Get it? Because of the devil? Ah! Yeah, ah. I see what you did there. <laughs> All right. So on the flip side... If our first game is Rise, Son of the Devil, what would the other swap be? I'm honestly torn between two, unfortunately. I've got Emperor May Cry, since Rise's narrative focuses on killing Emperor Nero, which is ironic since Devil May Cry also has a character named Nero. Or the other choice is Devil May Rise, spelled with a Y, which I'm leaning towards with a hesitation Ooh. of zero. Gotta go Devil May Rise. Yeah, Devil May Rise all the way. What can I say? So... DMC has another pretty standard achievement list, with much of them tied to playing through the game on various difficulties, which can easily be missed. There's a few for challenge missions, of course, collectibles in the arena mode, and a few for finishing levels with a special task or extra workload. There's also an achievement earned for killing each boss and for killing a certain number of demons, and these are the ones I'm going to focus on. As I get into skill sets and obstacles, you'll see why it would be impossible to get a thousand gamer score on Devil May Rise, Mon. <laughs> So while Dante's skill set involves kicking ass and taking names, what exactly does Marius have stored? Similar to our hero from Crypto the Serpent King, Marius is a pro at whacking people in the face with his shield and then attacking them with his sword. In the mouth or in the face? Uh, I would say in the face, but it probably doesn't matter the place. The mouth. 
Since he is a trained soldier, though, he's a little more agile and dexterous and excels at linking together these bashes and slashes and leaving behind a trail of misery and woe. Most importantly, though, he's really good at cutting off arms, like, really, really good at it, especially barbarian arms. Chop! On the ground you go! You'd think he carried them around as good luck charms. So how would this come in handy in the world of Devil May Rise? very poorly. If you've ever played a Devil May Cry game, you know combat is all about mixing it up and moving around and generally being stylish. This game even rewards you for doing so with an achievement prize. As I said above, while Marius can link his kills, he doesn't have a lot of variety due to his limited skills. So he attacks in a very repetitive fashion. Bash skull, slash chest, chop arm, repeat, but always do so with passion. Rise's biggest flaw was by far its very repetitive combat, which is basically one long series of quick-time events that you don't even need to get right. Press X to chop off arm. Whoops, you pressed Y, but we'll still chop it off, it's alright. So, combat would be a chore and a bore in Devil May Rise. What are the other obstacles, though? Do you remember the downfall of Serpent Man Guybro? Oh, cemetery. What? Oh, what? No. What was this, what was this downfall? He, he couldn't jump. Oh, that's right. That's right. While channeling his spirit, comes Marius, who can't jump at all. Serpent Brosif can hop, but Marius' feet don't leave the ground no matter how small. Since Devil May Cry is all about platforming and traversal, Marius wouldn't make it very far. Even if we ignore the fact that he could actually kill a large group of demons, he's going to meet his downfall at the hands of a ledge that needs to be jumped up to, which is just bizarre. At that point, Marius has no moves. He has nothing to prove. It's game over, man. Game over. Who's crying now? Not the devil, because he's won somehow. And he didn't even need the forces of hell to do it. All he needed was a small cliff. Psh, as if. So what's my verdict for this game? Avoid at all costs. Not only would it be boring and repetitive, but you'd essentially be stuck on the first level, which is lame. You'd be as helpless as Elroy trying to unlock his multiplayer achievement in Gears of War, which is as simple as enter a match. Bam! Gamer score. <laughs> so as cool as Devil May Rise sounds, just like we don't judge books by covers, we can't judge games on names, even if they do come around. So what do you think, Elroy? Would you play either of these, one, both, or neither, if you could do as you please? Let me tell you about that Gears of War thing, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, uh, man, uh... That was some flow, man. You just spit some rhymes, man. That Especially was awesome. when you caught me off guard and I still kept it up. You did. I I, I, I didn't realize you were in prose. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty good. I like the uh the names of nothing else. I mean, Devil May Rise, it's it's probably like one of those games you buy it just for the name and then you're like, Oh crap, this is not good. And yeah. But the other one, yeah, what was the other one? Rise Son of the Devil. God, that's it. That, Rataleka, I want it by uh, COB, COB Tuesday. Uh, you know, if they did it, it'd be easy gamer score, and we are all about that easy gamer score. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Hopefully you enjoyed, enjoyed another round of Game Swap. Feel free to let us know what you think of these, and be sure to let us know if you've got any ideas for future swaps. I know Elroy would love another excuse to talk about Barbie and her sister's puppy rescue. Maybe they're rescuing puppies in hell? Only time will tell. Sorry, guys, I had to rhyme one more time before the segment ended. Wasn't that splendid? <laughs> Cemetery? Cemetery? <laughs> <laughs> uh.